All right, College Football Weekender, brought to you by nothing, really. Um, yeah, it's not brought to you by anything, but we're here. We have good times for sure. Visit my blog, goodtimesforsure.org. I keep you posted on the charitable events that I do across the country, various jogging, 5Ks, or walking, if you're halfway injured like I had been. Uh, these days, I think I might jog again, so that's great news. Physically, we're back, got the stamina a little bit back, and I think overall, mentally, we're much better uh, with that physical health, uh, fitness activity. You know, I just ask for three or four days a week in the gym. If I get five, I'm very, very happy. But I think a lot of that, to get five, it comes down to sleep. And because I don't take you know my Adderall prescription anymore, um, if I don't sleep well and I'm not getting enough sleep, uh, I can be very difficult to, uh, to get up and at him. So five days a week, and, but that implies sleep, you know, for at least five nights then. <laughs> so, um, and it's tough for me to not get sleep, especially knowing that I don't have any sort of, uh, way to stay awake besides these terrible energy drinks. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the Adderall, pharmaceuticals really uh, help you stay awake, but uh, these days I don't really put myself in positions to be up all night or anything like that. If I if I drive rather late like I am tonight, you know, getting to the football field, I mean, not that I'm going to be at the football field today, but getting to my destination near campus, near the stadium where I uh, have a place, I, I don't know that It'll be very late um, relative to Friday night on the college campus. It'll be perfectly fine. And it's a good time to arrive, even though there might be some sleeping people. There might be some party people, too. And so that's okay, too. We, uh, we have good times. And I, it's honestly the best when you get somewhere. Starting with my Alabama game day experience against Florida uh, back in 2010, kind of when my hobby began for um traveling different college football stadiums or different college football games. You know, I always have gone to them, but I think back to that Alabama game and, and getting there, kind of as far as what you want, what's what's good for when you arrive is kind of that uh, anywhere from 10, 11 to midnight, really. And, um, you get there around then and you still have a couple of bar hours sometimes, maybe at least one. Um, not that I typically go out these days, but if I wanted to, that would be okay. So, you know, we, uh, haven't gone out too much in Tallahassee this year, uh, but I think Adalia kind of messed up those plans, but I think next month we're going to be okay. Um, but we got to get to next month, so we gotta, gotta find some games within a reasonable price between now and then. So I'm not driving all over. This car's got a lot of miles, you guys. Like I, I've gotten some maintenance repairs over the course of this past week. Uh, I've been very grateful uh, to my guy Mike and um, the uh, was it uh, Ogden Car Care and Transmissions. So uh, shout out Ogden Car Care and Transmissions. My boy Mike, um, it's been a family business, been around for many many years, and it's great to see um, whenever you can. Uh, you know, I think when you kind of find that mechanic that you're comfortable working with, uh, does a good job to your car, and it's like right down the street, it's good people, it's good times, 
And, um, you know, so $600 later, you know, and I feel like every week in the college football season, I've had to put at least that much money down for maintenance because my mom gifted me this car for graduation. I didn't do much, you know, to it while she was in the process of getting it to me over the summer. I sure had. I should have probably had Mike look at it then, but I didn't know for sure if she was getting another car and I didn't want to, like, take her car. So I'm like, I don't want to put any money into this if I'm just going to buy my own car. But it was nice of her to gift me it finally, and I was like, okay, well, she's got another car, so this will be good. And get me from A to B. Get me from game to game. Get me from class uh, to my office hours. And hopefully I can have those a couple times this year. I was hoping I would have, like, a discussion once a week that I would uh, post for the course. But it's just an online course. Again. I think I talked about that already. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it kind of helps me probably travel more during the fall. So maybe I should look at it as a blessing. Probably. Um, we have a little bit to go. We have, uh, for being 100% honest, we have almost three hours yet to go. Putting me there around 12.30, which if I wanted to go out at 12.30, I probably could. And I would have, like, you know, five years ago. But nowadays, going to get there, I'm just going to sleep. I'm not even probably going to watch TV. I might watch a movie on my phone, you know, um, Maybe the news. Maybe the news. I don't know. I tend to fall asleep to the news every night, whether it's on the uh, living room TV or my phone. I'm just always watching like, either Bloomberg or um, BBC a lot these days. I don't know. Like, people get mad when you talk about Fox and CNN because certain people are offended, so I don't even go there. I don't even go there. Uh, maybe Fox Weather, though. I will say, shout out Adam Fox, a uh, great weather production. Uh, pretty pretty unpolitical, I would say, Fox Weather. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, big weekend for Mizzou. And I had this one marked on my calendar a long time ago. I think people know I was at Mizzou in the old in the old country, the old Big 12. Big country, yeah. Talk about Italy. No. Uh, the old Big 12. That's when I was a freshman. This kind of shows my age a little bit. When I was a very young undergraduate, we were still in the Big 12. And it was a good time, you know, uh, these games, Kansas State, Texas back in the day, Oklahoma obviously was a huge game. TJ Moore really helped us win that one, uh, among other guys. But, um, you know, I was here for those years. It was like the last year, maybe the last year of Ben Gavin, I want to say. I don't know. But, you know, coming back as a much older graduate student, and kind of seeing the world a lot more. I'm able to kind of see, um, not really compare, I don't want to compare um, each SEC school or whatever, but because I've lived in two different, three different conferences now, you know, I'm able to kind of uh, see that better, I think, with the ACC and the SEC. However, Florida State might be more of an SEC school uh, at heart, but it, they do play in the ACC, and I've seen a lot of those campuses as well. Well, at least a few. Um, and anyway, so I I was I, I think I was most um, kind of looking forward to this game because I kind of had a feeling they would come in undefeated. Both of them, I had a feeling the would definitely be undefeated, and I had a strong feeling in case they would be undefeated as well. 
I had a feeling they might be ranked higher. I, I think the K-State had a really good year last year. Uh, a lot of notoriety. It's just a great football tradition they have in Manhattan, Kansas all those years. Uh, winning the Big 12 North many times. Uh, at least coming close. I mean, a lot of times they, it was them in Nebraska many years. And then like Nebraska and Colorado, or Colorado and Kansas State. I mean, it was always, there was, there was a lot of competition in the old Big 12 North. The parody was, was there, especially toward the end when Mizzou got good. And then it was really, and then KU got good. It was, and then Mizzou got a lot better. And K-State was still kind of good, but they cooled off, uh, after Bill Snyder. And then they went back to Bill Snyder, but, I do think Colorado really could have, uh, like Chase Daniels first year, I want to say, like seeing, seeing us just beat Colorado by like 30, I think it was, after all, um, I think that was like Chase's junior year, that was like his Heisman year, but I was there for that game, and, uh, I was just really impressed with just the level we were able, able to compete with Colorado, because Colorado was so good in the old Big 12 North, they would come in the field and sometimes win, we'd go there and often lose, and they were kind of like, that was one of our closest rivals, I want to say, and they were big for the North, not really by relative distance, I mean, you always have KU, K-State, and KU for that, um, and KU was never very good toward the end of the Big 12 North, aside from that 2007, maybe 2008 season, but it was K-State for the most part, and uh, in Nebraska, I mean, right, so that was, that was really, that was it, and now with Nebraska in the Big Ten, um, we don't, we don't see any old Big 12 being in the SEC. We, we don't see Nebraska at all. We don't see Colorado at all. I mean, they've been packed well, uh, just going back to the Big 12 next year. So I think about that and I'm like, it's, it's really impressive and kind of sad at the same time, the way these conference realignments have impacted Mizzou. Um, and I've always had a pretty optimistic outlook. Uh, relative to like what Colorado put themselves into, or Nebraska on a sheer compa- uh, level of compete, because they're not there in the Big Ten. They're just not there with the best teams in the Big Ten. And you'd think they would be, if you think back to how dominant they were in the old Big 12, uh, old Big 8 before that, and people remember watching, you know, Nebraska and OU, uh, for all the marbles, and then, you know, conference championship, they started doing that, and it was like, yeah, again, Nebraska and OU, I think. Sometimes they would play each other once in the regular season, once in the Big 12 championship. Or sometimes, you know, Texas would get there. It would be Texas and Nebraska, Texas and Colorado oftentimes, Kansas State a few times. So these were your upper echelon teams of the old Big 12, is what I'm saying. And K-State and Mizzou were exactly that. You know, and, and when we started to really get good, I think, under Brad Smith, those games were always really tough. But we'd all we'd often win. I think I was there for us beating K State under Brad Smith. Shout out New York Jets, Brad Smith. Uh, a lot of my friends back east know him as a receiver. He was a great college quarterback, really really good college quarterback um, under Coach Pinkler. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely I remember us beating K State one year early. Kind of, it might have been like a week three, week four, week five, maybe. Uh, six at the latest kind of game. It wasn't like really cold yet, but it was, you know, maybe chillier, game chilly. And I remember, and I, I think we beat them pretty good. Cause I remember like the next day at school, like one of the uh, algebra teachers or something was like, what was the score? And, um, you know, I was a young kid and 
uh, I think her name was Grace. She raised her hand and was like 45 to 23 K State or uh, Mizzou over K State. And then uh, it was funny because I think I don't know how I remember this, but there was like a question about um, I don't know what it was, but he was like uh, the teacher asked somebody like where uh, they wanted to play college football or something, or, and, and somebody said K State. I'm like, well, that's weird because they just they just beat K State pretty good. But it's interesting. I don't I don't rem- I remember certain things about K-State, and then, like, I remember for a conference in Jeff City when I was in high school with our, uh, like, SBLA or DECA, whatever, like, the marketing club, the future business leaders club, and we went out to uh, Jeff City for a convention. One of the, one of the chaperones was also a teacher at the school. She said that her, her husband played football at K-State. I don't know where he was from, but he was from the St. Louis area. And it wasn't uncommon back then um, to go to K-State, being from the St. Louis area. And it just, you really don't see that. Too. Like, when I was in high school, anyway, I didn't know anybody going to Kansas State. I knew a lot, you know, a few people going to KU, some of the smarter people, in fact, going to KU and, and a lot of Missouri State down Springfield, um, you know, and a little bit everywhere else. But uh, as far as, like, the big theaters, we didn't, I don't remember anybody anybody going to Kansas State, but I'm sure there is, you know, especially for athletics, there's probably still some amount to go there, but I would say very few and far between, but back in the day when they were kind of the local dominant college football program under Bill Snyder, I mean, yeah, if you're good at high school football in the St. Louis area, Mizzou is, Mizzou is not, back in the day, they might not have been, um, K-State seemed like a pretty good call, it wasn't too far away, and they probably up there with just about everybody that was dominant back then. You know, you're Nebraska, uh, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, um, OU, Texas. I mean, Kansas State, to go there and play football really meant something back in the day, I feel like. Um, so it's always been a really storied franchise to the Midwest and Missouri and Kansas, I think, a lot. But, you know, I, they talk about it in the longest yard, I think. Somebody's like, yeah. Bo, Bill Snyder, the guy who said, uh, like, no, Kansas State paying attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny. It was, uh, it was just always a pretty good, uh, program. And I, and I, I still think they are. I just, I think the Big 12, you know, you get Colorado, you get Coach Prime coming in next year. Um, I forget who else. If somebody else from the Pac 12 is coming to the Big 12, I forget who. Um, Maybe Colorado State is coming. Like, I don't, I don't know who else is coming to the uh, Big Ten. I haven't kept up with that news. I just know Stanford and Cal and SMU are coming in from the uh, the Pac-12 to the ACC. I've been watching a lot of ACC. People know I'm big on Drake May at North Carolina. People know that I love FSU. Uh, but they found out last weekend, you know, not from me, but from the product on the field, is that Miami is pretty good too. And I had a feeling that Van Dyke would show up this year. I had a feeling that it was a big question of the defense that largely showed up uh, last night and last week against a and and that big win. But that is such a signature win, I got to say. Um, you know, they're talking a lot, and I'm on the way to this game now. It's like Missouri. They need some signature wins. Um, and I think every year we get a couple in the SEC with Missouri, but 
on the non-conference side, much like Sam Pittman down in Arkansas, there hasn't been a lot of signature non-conference ones. This is certainly one of them. And even next week, by the way, Memphis at the Dome in St. Louis, that's really another one. That's really a game where Missouri should win. But Memphis just had their own sort of signature win against Navy, you know. And that's it's different because Memphis is in what, Conference USA? And, or are they both in the uh, American Conference? I forget. But it, it's still a, a pretty signature win, that win on Thursday Night Football last night against Navy. So they're coming into the Dome next week undefeated. And they get an extra rest day? That's pretty big, man. So if Missouri, my old Missouri Tigers, can win tomorrow, win next week, that is two signature non-conference wins. And the program hasn't seen that in a long time, I think. Back-to-back signature non-conference wins. Good opponents, not just cupcakes. So these are two really important weeks for Missouri. And, you know, the rest of the way is going to be tough. We know it's going to be tough playing in the SEC. But you get these two signature non-conference wins, and you're in pretty good shape. There's a lot of favorable home games for the Tigers this year. You don't have to go to Nelson. Tennessee comes to Mizzou. Um, you know, Florida. We don't know how good they're going to be, but they're coming to Mizzou also. And we expect them to have some losses by them, based on how they played at Utah, and schedule, and then starting off tomorrow night, which I was tempted to go to that game. I was, I mean, Ben Hill Griffin at night is pretty nice. Pretty nice atmosphere. But unfortunately right now, I just don't have it in me to drive down to Florida when FSU doesn't even have another home game until October 7th. So I feel like I would largely just be down there working from home, and it's really nice. Well, this is my favorite type of weather, this type of weather in the Midwest, like late, um, like mid to late September. It's really nice weather. Missouri even stays this nice uh, pretty much till early November in Missouri. You know, upper Midwest a little different, gets a little chillier starting, you know, next couple of weeks. But if I'm in Missouri, this is pretty ideal weather for me. It's really nice. It's sunny during the day, up to 70, 75, maybe 80 sometimes. Um, you know, nights get down in the 60s, but uh, that's beautiful. I mean, that's, it's a lot like Los Angeles to me. And I've lived and uh, done really well there with the weather and my physical fitness routine. But anyways, that, <laughs> all that aside, I'm just saying, I wouldn't want to be down at Ben Hill Griffin this weekend just because I know that the cost to go to that game is... It might not be the most expensive game this weekend. I guarantee it's not. In fact, there's a couple games that are pretty pricey, I think, right now. If you consider UGA in South Carolina down in Athens, that game's probably going to go for a little more. Um, and you also have uh, LSU in Mississippi State, which that's you know that's a pretty good game. I don't really take it to more for that, but it holds less. So you think maybe Star Vegas might be pretty hot seat this weekend. Um, especially from Mississippi State, because LSU is coming in hot, just like last year. Lost FSU in the opener. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Brian Kelly gets it together and somehow maybe wins the SEC West. I don't know about that this year. I really don't know about that this year, but, I mean, the odds are kind of big. Now, Alabama. Alabama. Wow. A lot of news breaking out of Tuscaloosa as they make their way down to South Florida today. Switching it up. 
that quarterback. They're saying no more Milrow for now. Uh, and they're going with the backup, uh, Tyler something, I believe. But um, I should have gotten my name on that guy. <laughs> I forget his name. But they are going with the backup. And they, I guess Nick Saban had said that he would play some, but they didn't know when. They didn't know when. And so he's already given the start in South Florida, which I said earlier in the week in a podcast that I did not put out because I lost my voice halfway through it. Um, I said, you know, this is not a gimme by them. But this spread in Vegas for some reason thinks that it is. Like 34. I don't know that Alabama's going to score 34 on UCF, win by 34 against UCF. But look, literally, I don't know that they're going to score 34. I, I don't know how good you, USF, I'm sorry, USF, USF's defense is. That's a game in Tampa. That's a Raymond Day. That's where the Tampa Bay Bucks play. That's where the Super Bowl was, where the Chiefs, where the Chiefs lost, unfortunately. That's a cool place to play, and USF gets up for these kind of games. Remember last year, um, losing to Georgia. I mean, Florida. Losing to Florida at Florida, but USF was literally in the entire game um, up until they lost. And, you know, that's a road game for them, so if they can do that on the road, I wouldn't be surprised if they could do something similar at home. But the thing now is that it's Alabama coming off of a loss. So I don't care who you put a quarterback if you're Alabama coming off a loss as they have a record of kind of doing really, really good coming off the loss on the next statement if you go back. I don't know if they've ever lost two in a row. Um, so when I see that, I'm like, okay, give Alabama the game, but I don't know about by 34. That is a crazy spread. Um, but I don't think that's the hottest ticket this week. I still think it's, it's probably... You know, it might be Mississippi State and LSU. For sure. It could be, could be Georgia, South Carolina. But I think that if I had more money and I could manage to budget better to stay all the way till October when FSU plays next and I cover that game, I would probably be at the Swamp this weekend. But I'm not uh, because I didn't budget the best. And I wanted, wanted to go to the Missouri-Kansas State game. Like, for sure. This was on my calendar. I was like, which Mizzou game should I go to? And part of me is like, yeah, let's try that. It's a good old Big 12 matchup. And I don't know. Like, if it goes well, especially if next weekend goes well, which I'm not planning to go next week in the same list as of now. You know, you give me a two-touchdown winner tomorrow, and I'm going to be tempted to go. <laughs> I'm going to be tempted to go the same list next weekend and watch Mizzou beat down Memphis. That'll be fun. But if we don't win by two touchdowns tomorrow, I cannot guarantee that I'll be in San Luis next weekend. It might be very much everybody's looking for a weekend for me, kind of weekend next weekend. There's not a lot of games that I would go to aside from if I had more money in the Florida State game at Clemson. That would be amazing. But I just don't see it. I didn't budget the best. I plan on going to many home games this year in Tallahassee, like, and I planned on going to probably the same amount, if not more, at Old Mizzou. And I got right now Kansas State, LSU. I've got a lot of friends from LSU coming in. I hope, I'm hoping we can get together and have a really good tailgate for that game. And I'm hoping Mizzou doesn't have any losses by then. And I think last, I mean, excuse me, I think tomorrow night, uh, the game in Starkville will tell us a lot about LSU. 
of course, I might have stopped to go to Ole before they come to Columbia. So, we'll know a lot about LSU in the weeks to come, much like we'll know a lot about Mizzou in the weeks to come. And the reason that I wanted uh, to go to this game was because I don't know what's going to happen in the weeks to come. I don't even know what's going to happen this game. But I think if we get it on track, we, you know, come out with a dominant effort tomorrow night, show where we're at as a team. Um, I don't see a reason why we can't be undefeated by the LSU game. And then I'll definitely be there for that. You know? And then it's like there's tons of travel opportunities that come with a really solid year uh, in the SEC West. Excuse me, SEC East. Now the West... Yeah, dude. I need to see some games in the West. That was one thing I wanted to do last year. Didn't get a chance to do it. Um, obviously, I've seen LSU already, but I really was looking at Starfield the other day. I'm like, you know, I could really go down to Starfield. It's affordable. Just to, you know, if, if they're good, if they only have a couple losses and they're playing, I believe they have Alabama at home this year. Uh, obviously, LSU tomorrow, but... That's a pretty cool destination that I've never really been to. Oxford I've been to. I've never really been to a game, however. So that would be cool. Uh, I know they go to Alabama this year, I believe. So uh, that's a hot ticket, and that might be the game for me if I'm going to an SEC West game this year. But, I mean, most likely, you know, make it mean something tomorrow. Come out. We're all good. Get this win. And I really think... Mizzou could have a great year in the SEC, and I think that LSU game will mean a lot. I mean, it could mean, like, getting into the top 15, top 10, if we can manage to show up tomorrow and don't look too far ahead of next week and then win the day next Saturday night at the Dome, then I think you have a Mizzou team that is going to welcome LSU uh, in a pretty good position in a pretty good position for that game to really mean something in Columbia, Missouri. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, should I do some um, predictions for games this weekend? I feel like I haven't really touched on that yet. Uh, let's just go through them real quick, shall we? Um, starting in the ACC? Already had a couple. Virginia and Maryland um, tonight. And Maryland... Wow, that's probably a fun time to be in College Park, Maryland, 42-14 to 14 out of Virginia. UVA does not look good. And that might, you know, I'm sure Florida Gator fans are happy about that, by the way. Because that, mean, that, that means we don't know how good the balls are. If they beat UVA badly, and they beat a cupcake, just as bad. But Tennessee fans are still calling, calling Paul Feinbaum and saying, I don't know about this game. I don't know about going to Gainesville. I don't know how good of a team we have. I like the quarterback position, but I, I don't think it's Hunter Hooker good. And that's certainly true. After after Maryland just beat them bad tonight, 42-14, to Pots Park must be rocking. I'm just thinking... You know, tomorrow might surprise some people. If Florida stays not only in this game, but manages to win, if the Gators can beat the Mills, Knoxville will be pissed. But, you know, and that, were, that really might not tell you much about the Gators either. They still have Georgia in a couple of weeks. 
Um, I got to go to Kentucky next. So, not an easy road for the Gators, but a game that they would love to have. Absolutely. That's a huge rivalry. And I think they've got a veteran quarterback that can get the job done. And it's almost good if you're a Gator fan. I'm being optimistic. I'm, you know, some friends and alums of, of Florida. I want to be clear. I think having a veteran quarterback is key. We saw, we have seen what that means for Notre Dame and Florida. I have a veteran transfer quarterback that can win, can win ball games late in the game. Obviously, we didn't see that at Utah. That was a largely a terrible defensive effort, but um, last week they were able to score on McNeese a little bit. Um, and I just, I think the Swamp at night's a very tough place to play. A lot can happen, forcing turnovers and what have you. And I, and I just think that it will be a very good win for Florida. A signature win for sure. Because it's, it's the conference, but it's, it's an early season W and it kind of lets fans know that maybe Billy Napier isn't a foregone conclusion. And I think that's really important right now. So I like Florida's mind. I, I think that could be an upset. Um, but is it really an upset? I don't know. I'm very kind of contemplating that for a while now. Same with K-State, by the way. They ranked 15th. I think Mizzou can win this. And it's like, is that really an upset bag? How good is Kansas State? I, I don't think anybody really knows. Playing in, in this version of the Big 12, it's just not. We don't really know how competitive they are. They've got some big boys. They always have had really good kind of guys in the trenches. Uh, guys that can guys that can get down and play physical, third down, third and long. Like we better have the game plan. But I think we do the small things right. Don't take a playoff. Focus. Uh, just focus on the next play. Don't you know? Forget the last play. We can't do anything about that. And just really have a game plan for those third downs offensively. Uh, defensively, just turn up the noise in the stadium. Just turn up the noise in the stadium. Uh, make it a, a typical zoo. Make it the way it used to be. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. And that's, I think, that's the ticket. <laughs> that's really the ticket. Just make that a tough atmosphere for them. And show up and play. And, and just be the best that day. And I think Mizzou can be the best tomorrow against K-State. We don't know how good they are. We shouldn't be... We shouldn't feel like we're inferior to this team. Is my biggest thing. Um, so anyway, but in in Florida could maybe say the same, uh, something similar against Tennessee. And I think Florida has all the talent positions, a lot of agility, speed positions. They match up really well against the Bulls. It's not. I can't really say. You know, looking at both of them on paper, who is the better team? So anyway. I'm sticking to those picks for now. Uh, like I said, Alabama and South Florida also elsewhere in the SEC. That's not too far from Gainesville. Um, that'll be an afternoon game in Tampa over in James. So I, uh, I do like Alabama, but not to cover the spread again. Uh, but I do like Alabama and the new quarterback, see if he's able to run the offense a little more efficiently. Um, yeah, I mean, but I'm not sure Texas is just not, it's just not a very good team. And that's nothing against Melo. That's just Texas being the better team, and they might be, uh, as we saw last week. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, Texas A&M. I like Texas A&M. Uh, I don't know if I like them by the spread, but I think 
is it a night game? A three o'clock game at Kyle Field. You know, I'll take the Aggies any time uh, in that position, coming out the loss. Jimbo Fisher tends to get his guys back and at him uh, pretty good. So definitely take the Aggies in that one. Florida, Tennessee, again, I'll, I'll take the upset. I know Tennessee's favored by five and a half, but I, I just like Ben Hill Griffin tonight, and I think that it would be great to see if Vols road victory, I think. A lot of people, you know, they're ranked 11 right now. They can really be the team in the SECs for sure if Missouri or Florida or, or certainly Georgia isn't for some reason, then it would, it would be the balls. So we'll see what happens. That's a, it's going to be a classic, I think. Sanford and Auburn, uh, give it to Auburn at night uh, over there, Jordan Hare. And then uh, Vandy goes out to UNLV. I like probably Vandy in this one, although UNLV, that might be tough for them. Right? Like, I don't know. Vandy was only favorite about five. I don't know much about UNLV. I don't know much about Vanderbilt. I do know Mizzou goes with Vanderbilt in a couple of weeks, and I'll be surprised to see what happens in that. And I think that, that is appealing to me, that trip to Nashville. If undefeated, if undefeated, I think that's a trip that a lot of us would like to make. Uh, plus Nashville. <laughs> and then uh, Georgia Tech and Ole Miss, and plus Nashville. Uh, but Georgia Tech and Ole Miss is... is it's going to be all Ole Miss. They're favored by 17 and a half. I think they win by 23 or 24. Uh, Georgia Tech was terrible in that ACC kickoff game. I think it was in Atlanta. So they were probably, you know, I would say a home field advantage. Or was it elsewhere? Maybe it wasn't in Atlanta. I thought for sure it was in Atlanta. But nonetheless, they played Louisville. Terrible game. It was, it was basically all Louisville. Georgia Tech has uh, a win now. I don't know where they would have played to get that win, but they've got one win. And Ole Miss is ranked 17 2 now. I fully expect them to cover the spread tomorrow. Lane Kevin seems good for it. Um, even though he's had an interesting week with that lawsuit, is that, is that legit? I don't know anything about that. It's weird. It's something weird to me. Um, what else we got? We have, uh, we've got to change. We've got the highway three and a half miles. Like changing the area, okay. Uh, sounds good. Um, did I finish the uh, SEC? I'm uh, I think I wanted to start with the ACC, and I'm switching the SEC. Um, yeah, I think I probably had those games on. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I forgot to actually say, I, I do think LSU would win tomorrow, and I didn't start to buy a touchdown, maybe 10. I don't know if they cover the spread. That's really tough. I would just think LSU on the money line has a button, man. But um, I like Ryan Kelly to rebound again. Just like last year, I, I totally have confidence that that's a better team on paper. Definitely better at the speed positions. Um, but Mississippi State's always been known, particularly physically, especially in Stark Vegas. So I don't know how close it'll be, but I definitely think LSU by touchdown. Um, South Carolina and Georgia, like I said, I think this is a good game for South Carolina to show some good. I know George is heavily favored. Um, I know it could be a long day for Spencer Rattler and Shane Deamer, but he would really like that win. I mean, that would be huge if South Carolina came into Georgia and got a win. Um, man, can you imagine? They're favored by 27, the dogs. I mean, I, I think everybody's thinking that they're going to cruise into Jacksonville for the, uh, you know, the world's largest cocktail party coming up in a couple of weeks. And I, I think people think, Georgia's going to be a for sure undefeated by that game. 
And if they're not, for any reason, if they lose this game uh, to South Carolina or lose, I think they're probably in the cupcake next week, folks aren't going to be too happy in that part of the country. Um, but I just don't know. Kirby's smart, man. I, I would trust Kirby to win by a couple touchdowns in this one. Uh, but maybe no more than, than 21. So I don't know about that spread, by the way. That's a, I think the guys are going to win by 28. I don't know. That's crazy. Maybe, maybe. Let's go to the ACC. That's so down. I mentioned the action that already happened, right? So we just have Miami and Bethune Cookman. Last night on Miami, Miami's defense might be better than we thought, but we don't really know much about Bethune Cookman, so um, that's definitely not an FBS. Um, yeah, obviously at the Boston College tomorrow morning. A game that I would like to see, but I'll probably, probably just have to watch the replay. I think that Jordan Travis is good for a big win. I see FSU winning maybe by 28. Um, they're predicted to win by 24 and a half. I can see it. Yeah. 24 and a half. Why not? But I, I expect maybe a close quarter. I expect maybe Boston College to show signs of life in the second quarter. I'm not sure about by the th- midway through the third quarter, however. <clears throat> uh, Louisville and Indiana. I don't know about this game. It seems like Louisville might be the better team. Indiana 1-1. One, one. Um, and Louisville's actually favorite on the road in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, I got to say, I like Louisville in this one. I don't know much about Indiana this year. I don't know much about Louisville, but they were pretty good in that ACC kickoff game. I forget who their losses to, but it wasn't somebody too bad. And I'm kind of lucky because they – I'm kind of happy, I should say, that the FSU doesn't have them on the schedule this year because that's a tough game. It's never an easy win, and Louisville tends to show up. And the only time FSU would play them this year um, is if they both get to the ACC championship. So that ACC championship game, um, Louisville fans might think that there's a good chance, depending on their schedule. I don't know. A lot of it, to me, will depend on if they have Clemson. I haven't looked at the schedule, but if they have Clemson, and if they have, they say they get a hot against their state team, and they have to go and they have to play a rally at night or something, I think that that would be a couple of losses for Louisville. But I'm not sure that Louisville's going to lose uh, more than more than three or four games this year. I mean, they they seem really solid. Um, they were a good team last year. Um, and have had some good years recently, but I just think people overlook them a little bit. Or they don't show up to a game and kind of um, make you think less. But, man, when they're clicking on all cylinders, that's a pretty good, well-coached little team. Uh, Wake Forest and Old Dominion. Yeah, Wake without, without their guy, um, Sammy Hartman. But, you know... 11 a.m. kickoff at Old Dominion. That might be, you know, as long as they don't come out too flat, I, I feel like they're going to win back a couple touchdowns. And say, yeah, they might cover the score. Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not a bad game, though. I think Wake could still be a good team this year. That's another one. I'm kind of happy that um, Wake and FSU do not meet this year. That was a tough game last year. Really tough game last year. Um. VMI, NC State. NC State, we will see... No? Maybe not. Maybe we won't see NC State this year. I forget. No, I think they do come to Tallahassee, right? It goes... It goes no, no! It goes... 
Yeah. No, they don't. It's crazy. So it just goes, uh, Vatek, Syracuse, and Duke. And so no NC State. Okay. All right. Well, that's a CW. CW on the CW tomorrow. Watch your NC State with that. NC State always gets a vote. Make sure you uh, tell NC State about any ACC realignment. They're very interested pack of wolves uh, when it comes to realignment. Uh, but I will say, and they're funny at NC State, I'm going to say. Uh, Minnesota and North Carolina. Um, yeah, I definitely like Drake Matt a lot in this one. Minnesota came out, beat a tough Nebraska team. A Nebraska team that I thought was going to be much better. Um, but they've had two really tough opening season games. So, yeah, they could be better, for sure. But we don't know how good they are right now, Nebraska. And so, to me, I don't really know how good Minnesota is either. But I just know that a trip there, a trip to Chapel Hill, this time of year, these guys are used to colder weather already in Minnesota. They're used to Big Ten defense. They're not used to the ACC, first competition play, very quick plays, very fast, um, very fast conference. Some of the fastest speed in college football is in Chapel Hill, Tallahassee, um, obviously Clemson and Miami. But the, some of these Big Ten teams, like, like in Minnesota, for example, just aren't used to that. So I don't know how good they're going to do tomorrow in Chapel Hill. I don't know if Carolina's favored by a touchdown. I'd give Mac Brown tomorrow. I'd give Mac Brown tomorrow a touchdown the field goal. I think for sure North Carolina by, by 10 in this one. Um, interesting matchup for Northwestern. I mean, you go down to one Cameron Outdoor Stadium because it's not Cameron Indoor. They're playing football, so it's Cameron Outdoor. Um, but they go to Duke. And uh, which city is that, by the way? Duke is also in – Duke is in Durham. Everybody knows that, yeah. Uh, and that's a 17-point Duke uh, favorite. Wow, that's pretty – Vegas picked Duke by 17 this one. Northwestern, we don't really know much about. Um, could be, you know, a great year for them in the Big Ten, but we just never seem to know um, much about them until basically October, and this year's no different. So I don't know about this one. I, I don't know the Duke will win by 17, but I do think Duke will win. Ranked 21st. Having a good year. I want to see that game in Tallahassee when Duke comes to town. That might be two pretty good teams to that point. I don't know how many losses Duke will incur to that point. Um, like, I hope FSU doesn't have any. But that's a good game for me uh, down in Tallahassee. So I don't know that, I, that I'd like to see Duke lose between now and then. Um, but the um, tough Northwestern team, nonetheless, they always show up and play in these types of games. And, uh, this is one that I don't know that you can come to spread, but money line for sure. I like Duke to win this one. Oh, uh, lastly, lastly, not lastly, no. Um, we have a Montag team that I am, uh, was sort of at least thinking about going to in Tallahassee. However, I think um, depending on Mizzou's play, depending on Mizzou's play, I might be at Mizzou and LSU that time. So I would be able to go to Vontek and FSU. Same day. So uh, if I want to stay in Columbia, and Mizzou manages to win some pretty good football games, uh, top-notch opponents, K-State, Memphis now, undefeateds, right? 
couple of good games. If Mizzou manages to win these, I think that I'm definitely going to stay to watch Mizzou and LSU, or at least be in Columbia that day. Now, I don't know about the other days, because who doesn't love Tallahassee in October, but I do think that was a game where I was honestly, I'm still debating, could be at that one, Votek and FSU, but I did tell a lot of my friends at LSU that uh, LSU alums that I know that I will be in Mizzou for that one, so maybe a change in plans for that. So anyway, uh, I like Votek in this game. Rutgers is actually favored by seven. A lot of good people go to Rutgers, a lot of uh, New York radio folks. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, well, they're good, and they're good right now, man. 2 and Rutgers, uh, Scarlet Knights. So it'd be cool to see them play a good year in the Big Ten. I don't know if they've really had their kind of year where Rutgers just gets really hot, plays a few big games. Everyone can see, like, a Thursday night game. It's packed. It's rocking. And East Rutherford, or is that where they play? Um, I believe it's East Rutherford. But um, they haven't had a huge turnout to football games. Like, I've I've seen the past records really show up, you know, even not too long ago with a certain uh, Pacheco, right? So we love Pacheco. But um, Rutgers, man, I would like to see them do a little better. And But I don't know that I'd like to see them do better against Montech. Like I said, keep the value on the games I plan to go to up, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to keep the value up. So I'm kind of anticipating Montek to win, but and that would be an upset. Uh, Montek has one loss; they didn't look too good last week, but they are a good team. So be interesting to see um, if Rutgers wins, what that means the rest of the way for the Hokies. But uh, all right, well that concludes. We're about to yeah, we're just gonna stay on this road, um, and then we're good for take a long time, and then we. Head back to the old I-70 interstate for about 20 minutes, and we'll be back in Columbia ready to rock and roll tomorrow. So uh, big, big game from Mizzou, an old Big 12, an old Big 12-er. And <laughs> we will probably not be attending the Big 12 bar, but we will definitely go to the game. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out tomorrow night, you know, and uh, driving some drunk people home and, and being a chaperone is being a real asset to uh, to the community. Um, and but part of me is like I don't know, you know I I don't know if it's gonna go our way tomorrow. But I I think if it does, it'll really be special. It'll really be a special victory from the zoo. Haven't had a lot of really big close, um, you know, regional opponents coming in. You know, if we've got a big win recently, it's been it's been largely an SEC, but just like in Arkansas. You know, and to, to win against K-State, where we used to win a lot of games against, especially when we were both good, kind of reminds me of that, you know. So it would definitely mean a lot. And um, if, if Mizzou manages to win this game, it's like possibilities, right? Like there's a lot of opportunity in this year's SEC East to uh, to be a really top-notch team uh, and be elite. I think there's some really talent on this team. So we will uh, – for a good game and um, go from there. I think Jordan Travis is going to have a great game tomorrow at Boston College. Wish I could be there. That's like one of those, that's like one of those events, I want to say events, I'm sticking the word venue actually because Chestnut Hill, Boston College, back to Doug Flutie. You know, that's just one of those classic college football 
uh, cathedrals. Not necessarily the best brand to play the past couple decades, I wouldn't say, but they've had some good years, and this is kind of a special environment. A lot of uh, really cool Boston College people um, from St. Louis that we know, and um, a lot of people know, people that have gone to BC over the years. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be a cool place to uh, definitely check out. But there's always next time. You know, maybe FSU will have a, another national title to their name next time they're in Chestnut Hill. Or I think Mizzou was even there last year. It was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, man. So, all right. Keep it real and uh, keep it teal if you're buying the uh, Seminole Heritage jersey. That's a pretty sweet jersey, by the way. Uh, they're not going to wear this year, but they are selling them, and it goes to the Seminole Tribe. So keep it real, keep it teal. I'm saying um, donate to the Seminole Heritage and buy that to a jersey, man. It's a pretty sweet jersey. All right. Good times.